Yo, what's up, people? This is the other side of the sun podcast. I'm the Solar Kid, and we have the lovely Leah. Ba, 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 ba. Thank you for the invite. I'm very good. I'm very good. Cool. <laughs> cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, Leah is a drummer, a percussionist of the highest caliber, I would say. Um, she also loves surfing, skateboarding, video editing, sound engineering. Just an all-round fucking sick person. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Leah, long ago, a while, quite a while ago now, isn't it? Like more than six years, I think. It's only six years. Well, maybe eight. Eight. <laughs> I think it's about eight. Maybe like twenty twelve or something. Oh yeah. 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 Must be. So yeah, tell us about you, man. Let's uh, introduce it to my people, man. Say what's up. I'm good. I'm good. I've been not playing a lot in the past few months. Focus on surfing because I think I had no time before. It was like too busy with gigs. And every time I planned to go to a surf trip on the weekend, it was like, I'm coming this weekend. Then a gig came out and I was like, okay, no, let's do the gig first. So now my priority is surfing. Such a surf. tough life you have, you know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that will be the dream, you know. It would be awesome if surf, you know, could be rewarding in a monetary way to like just surf and get paid for surfing. But because I'm so amateur, I'm kind of like learning how to rip the wave now. Yeah, um, so man, I saw some shit. Yeah, oh, I've waiting all my life to feel that like, and it's so good. So that's the best payment, just like to feel happy, you know. Oh. Like a kid again. Or you could live by the ocean and still play and like go and surf every day and then still have a career playing, you know what I mean? That's what, I, that's what I've been thinking, you know, but then I'm I'm looking, where is that city that you could do music, surf, probably LA, but I'm yeah. so I'm so into the European culture that I don't know if I will move back to another side of the Atlantic, you know. And the water's cold there, isn't it? Well, I suppose that doesn't matter, but you got good waves, you know. After living in England, anything can be cold. <laughs> it's fine, you know. It's like, oh yeah, it's fine. And plus, the weather's warm all year round in LA, anyway, man. But no, let's just stay in Europe. I'm focusing on Portugal. They have the best waves. Yeah, is do they have good waves there? Really, really good waves for like all levels. That's a cool thing about it, and it's not so far. Like me now living in London, I have to drive probably like three or five hours to go to a decent beach and it's not so constant and there is like 30 minutes from Lisbon you know oh from um, Lisbon okay yeah like, and then you got all the coast going up or down there are always you know good waves a proper like okay I thought I didn't think there was like actual surfing there I was gonna say like well, I suppose Barcelona there's no waves there is there? there's not really uh, no. Portugal has a really good like surf culture that I don't think many people know about it. Like, they have to really be into surfing, but it's really, really good. Like, France, probably France is more renowned, or Spain, but yeah, it's good. I suppose that the community is quite small there. I mean, like, I know we, we went to Lisbon like two years ago. So it's, I mean, it's not like, not London, you know what I mean? It's not far. Yeah. It's not even like Barcelona, to be honest. Yeah, it's different. I think there is a space to do many things, and it's kind of like really old school. And conservative and you know it just needs some more input but that might change you know i think probably in the next five years with the amount of tourism 
and people like traveling, they might be more open to like receive more, you know, influences from some other places. But there, there are really good musicians there, and, and yeah, I think I love Lisbon. can be done. Maybe it's just hidden, and we don't know, you know. But we'll no, see. true. I love, I love Lisbon. Was one of the coolest places I've been to, and I've got friends from there as well, like and stuff like. I like it. I like Portugal actually. Portugal is it's cool. It's lovely. It's so good. The food and the weather. <laughs> Everything. I'll get fat if I go there, man. I know with the pastel and the, the, <laughs> and the custard and all this every day. I was trying to be vegetarian for like I don't know since November last year. Yeah. And as soon as I got there, it was like okay, one bitoke, which is like steak with eggs and fries. Oh and yeah, yeah. It's like so much meat around. You can say no. <laughs> Yeah, but I suppose it's a good quality as well. It's not like you know, in London you have to pay like a lot of money if you want good, good yeah. meat and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. But you see, what I'm, I'm the same. Everything. Fine. Yeah, yeah. But I stopped. I stopped eating meat about two years ago. But I'm not like strict. I'm not like vegan. So I'm like, I say flexitarian. Yeah, that's a good term. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll eat fish every now and again and I'll eat chicken sometimes. But I mean, I haven't eaten much red meat. But I know if I go to a place that's like maybe like South Africa or there where there's like good quality, you know, and yeah. I might, I might start. I mean, I don't, I'm not like going to be vegan and then you, some places you go, you can't fuck you starving yourself and shit. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't I have your fucking quinoa <laughs> and avocados and shit. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, I think with balance, everything is fine. You know? Yeah, I think so, man. I think so. And I mean, the fucking avocado farmers are being exploited in South America anyway, you know, so it's the same like, you know, quinoa and meat and whatever. So it's up to you to kind of find your balance. Exactly. So tell me a bit about going to South America anyway. Tell me about your your growing up in Venezuela, man. Like, uh, Yeah, well, I was born in Caracas, in the capital. Caracas! Caracas paradise! Um, yeah, it was it was really cool to to have to have the experience of growing up there because I think it prepares you to what you can see in the world. You know, even though at the beginning you are kind of like locked in your bubble and like I didn't have the need to like leave the country. You know, I was happy there. You could go surfing. The music scene is good, but there is nothing like big cities to like do something. Yeah. Mm. Um. But yeah, I started playing drums when I was like fourteen. Mm. Um, Took me a while to convince my mom to get me a drum kit because you know it's too noisy and you got to that's an instrument for boys. Why don't you play piano? And I'm like, no, I like to hit drums. <laughs> um, so yeah, then when I started, it was like natural. I remember I bought my well, I went with her to the music shop and it was like this green Yamaha, super expensive, and I fall in love with it. But she was like, no, you're gonna get this one because it's like cheapest and you're probably gonna get boring three months and i was like okay just give me whatever I'll, I'll accept it and it came all unfolded like an ensemble it was like instructions in chinese <laughs> <laughs> no the knobs and the screws and the heads like what's this and took me like two hours kind of like feeling it you know this might be here and then and then i tune it and then i start playing but i it felt so natural like in two yeah. weeks i did like i play on top of the CDs of like stuff that I used to listen, like Shakira, Smash Mouth, or Cranberries and Pop Santana, yeah. things like that, you know. And then I I joined to a music school, and this drum teacher Jose Matos, who taught me everything I know, like he's the best. Um, yeah, he was very strict, 
but I learned a lot. It was kind of like the guy from Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. Now it's like if I don't have someone whipping my ass, I'm like so undisciplined and distracted. You know, I start playing something and then I'm like, no, let's do something else. And But I don't know with you guys, man, like how many fucking amazing Venezuelan drummers and percussionists do I know? Like, can you yeah. dwell, Ernesto, all these... It's like it's just natural. Even Baldo playing, you know, you guys are just like born with it. So you didn't grow up in like any traditional music family. Yeah. I'm like the black chip because I chose all the activities and no one, you know, was like, "Why are you like a musician?" I mean, I had my uncle play guitar or things like that, but I wasn't like born into that environment. You know, I always like crave for it or watch MTV and TV channels like with music videos and. We'll see the drummers and I will imitate their movement, but I didn't know if I was doing like the right thing. And and then I just got fall in love with it. It was like so cool. So what I started. About, you know, um, what about congas, timbales, percussion, stuff like that? You know what? To be honest, my background back home, everyone, like all my friends were either listening to metal or punk. So you um, were proper like 90s. Yeah. Like I completely, you know, grew up listening, I don't know, Aerosmith and Black Sabbath. And then changed to punk, Ramones, and Pennywise. And then my drum teacher was like, "No, you need to listen to like funk, listen to I don't know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Funkadelic, and things like that." And you know, I kind of like grew on to that. But majority was, you know, the influence when I was in my house. My mom listening to like pop artists from Mexico, like Luis Miguel, or things like that. And my uncle listening to like rock or salsa, lots of salsas. But I never play like percussion up to when I got here like mm. properly you know I studied them um, same with timbales mongos like I think I appreciated more uh, music from there when I came here and I had that lack of you know missing really yeah but because I noticed even like um, I mean when I met you was when we were playing with uh, Los Calendarios in uh, Los Calendarios <laughs> <laughs> your favorite guys <laughs> yeah man it was a really good experience I learned a lot And that was um like what that was like Cuban, almost traditional Cuban rap and rap kind yeah. of yeah yeah it was a reggaeton. But obviously, definitely feel because of uh, what's his name, um, Flo uh, and Domingo. Domingo, Domingo, obviously, he's a fucking amazing guitarist. You know, like one of the best singers and guitarists I've ever heard play. Like that natural Cuban fucking nylon string, the way he plucks those strings, so. It's like it, it's 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 percussion on its own, you know, like the the sound that you used to make. But yeah, I was gonna say with that, like from there, I've noticed you you've moved through different genres and even into hip hop and you know what I mean, and to soul and that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, everything. I'm like really open in terms of like styles. I've never, you know, although my background was playing rock and punk when I was in Venezuela, like I had two main bands: funk, punk. And and rock indie, especially I, I think that was like what I used to play. And then I came here and went through like uh, what was the name? Kind of like grunge. I went into a band. They were playing like grunge. I had to do a gig in Kent, and they were like in this pop. Everyone dressed in black with like leather jackets, you know, motor guys like with the motorcycles. And I was like, man, bah! like so, the shit. Yeah, yeah. But then you know, then I play reggae, and I. I just went all over trying to look what I really like, you know, like I think in a way it was for me to like step out the comfort zone and try something else. Which That's was the cool thing of London, isn't it? Like, Yeah. 
That's why London, I mean, like when I first came here, the first band I was in was a punk band as well. And yeah. like I could I could hardly play bass, but it was just like bang, 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 bang. Also like black, everyone in black and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like for me, I come from like a hip hop and soul kind of background. So it was, you know, like the same, you know, just London allows you to just experience whatever the hell you want. Like to go where you and, want. and the amount of, you know, genres that you can find here and jams even like during one week at the time when we had gigs, I remember at some point you could go to jam sessions every night. And I don't think there is another city in the world. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but maybe in the States probably, maybe like, like yeah. And the level amazing, but even I went to Bali, you know, and, and Bali and Jakarta, they have the amount of musicians there and the quality. It's incredible. And they are very like open to fusion and Latin jazz and, um, Neil Soul and stuff like that. I have you heard this band uh, called Krangbin? Or like, I don't know if I'm correct, pronouncing it correct. Krangbin, K-H-R-A. I must send you, like they... Yes. It's guys from the States, but their sound is um, a fusion of like 70s Thai and like, you know, from that kind of Bali area, um, yeah. soul, and then mixed like with some Arabic types, like, Three piece band, man, drummer, guitarist, and a bass player, but fucking sick. Send it to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you. They, they really like chilled, but like they just their grooves are so good, man. Like, and it's different. I've never heard anything like that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah you used to give, you used to gig like pretty much every night, man. Every yeah, night, I, I mean, I always had a full time job as well. Like, so Monday to Friday from nine to six. There is one Leah, and then after six, I'll go to the studio, learn the songs for the gigs during the week. But probably around September last year, it got to a point that I was playing literally every night jams or like concerts of some artists. You know, I dip a lot, a lot for like people like Ernesto with Wada and some more artists, and and it got really busy. That's to a point that I was like, okay, this is the time I'm gonna finally quit my job and just be a full time musician. But then I hold it in, in like January. I was thinking about it, but you know, it's still very like um the risk, isn't it? Yeah. You you could have a really good month and then the next month maybe have two gigs. And I'm so like scared not to have money to pay my rent that yeah. I'm like, you know, I like to have a good life, I like to go surfing, that's expensive. And you know, when you are a drummer, you need to get your car to transport the drums because when I didn't have a car, I had to pay basically the income of the gig in Uber or transport. <laughs> so it was you have to pay for your drums, your cymbals, your snares, yeah. your thumbs, all your little bits, your pieces, your sticks every five minutes. Yeah. And, and you know, all drummers is not like guitar players. Like, yeah, you could spend money on a really good guitar, but then you just change At this. Once. Yeah, just change. You have to pay for everything, like the cymbal, the heads, the, the sticks, like so much. And you have to change yeah. your every now and again because you beat the shit out of it all the time. And <laughs> well, I, I learned not to, so they last longer. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into, um? because you obviously your day job is uh, <clears throat> video editing. Uh, not really video editing at all. I'm huh? doing quality control. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a really weird change of career, but when I was back in Venezuela, I studied sound engineering in this uh, technical school there. And I had working HBO on the History Channel, A&E doing sound design for like commercials and recording voiceover and things like that. And I thought, well, I have a really good CV when I'm when I'm in London, it's going to be super easy to get a job. Not. 
Like if you have <laughs> there they don't care if you won any you know award or whatever you have to start kind of like from scratch yeah so i went to like from i i studied in tech music schools and a week before i came the because of the currency exchange basically at the time the government used to give you an allow an, an allowance to pay the you know university or whatever but because music wasn't like something that it could be rewardable for the nation. They deny my paper, like, because they were like, oh, why do we have to give you money for you to study drums? Like, I had to require oh, so a letter. Venezuela? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you didn't have access to dollars on the on the normal price. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't go to the uh, house exchange and say, hey, I want $100 because you need to, like, ask to the government. And it was so messed up. So yes. much paperwork that I was like, you know what? whatever i'll do it i'll do it three months instead of the whole um i think it was like four years um so i just did a certificate and then i started from scratch working in bars working in pred kind of like trying to get the same style of life that i had back home but always looking into find a job related with like sound or video so the first job into it was in a film company i was doing bookings coordination of like film prints so i had to duplicate i don't know 20 Muppets in Manhattan to go to Cineworld all over England and things like that. Like, I know all the cinemas by heart now. Even in the world, we had to do, like, satellite transmissions for Coldplay and Bocelli. So you had to set up in their software, like, cinemas and all that. And it was really good because I learned a lot, kind of, like, the get loose with the language and not be, like, scared to speak with people and things like that. But then I saw this guy um, in the company. They had, like, a cinema. And he was the only one chill there. We were all like rushing all the time. And he was just watching films. And I was like, what's your job? Like, no, I do quality control. Yeah, but what do you do? Just watch the film. Make sure there, there are no details, you know, like errors, glitches, like drop frame or whatever. So I was like, that's it. That's a dream job, you know. You don't really get to talk to people. So then I started applying for it. And, and I got a job in another company, Deluxe Digital. And then from there, I went, like, it's been four or five years now doing that. And um, I'm working now on Universal, Universal Pictures. Um, so yeah, it's been good. It's been a few years there. It's such a sick job, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just watching it, movies all day. Depends on how you look at it, because sometimes it's really tiring for your head. You know, you have to watch the same film, the same film over and over. Or like you have to watch it a few times, like to make sure there's no glitches or anything. Yeah, I mean, like uh, for example, with the locks, I had the opportunity to watch like picture and um, films from Fox, Warner or whatever, but if there was a release like Lord of the Rings, I had to watch it like 15 times with 2D subtitles, 3D subtitles, the D-Box chair, and then you check stereo mix or 5-1 and things like that. So in during one day I could watch the Lord of the Rings time. <laughs> At some point you're like, oh my God, I'm gonna die. But like Whiplash, Whiplash, I, I saw it for like eight times, I think. So, you know, I kind of like put my mind thinking, remember, it's not prep. You're not doing coffee for That's true. all that pretty, pretty like shit. And, and it's good. Just watch the film and, you know, as well, because I edit videos. So I kind of like look for the editing, like script, things. Yeah. Kind of like look at the film with another perspective. Nice. In real life, like I haven't been to the cinema in ages. Like probably in the last seven years, I've been three times to the cinema. I suppose you don't need to go because you've seen all the movies, man. Imagine right. you, you you meet a new um, 
a new girl or something and they're like yo you want to go to the cinema and you're like next <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> goodbye <laughs> yeah not no. so tell okay. me about um uh, why did you leave uh, why did you leave venezuela like what, what um yeah well i kind of like since i was 18 uh, really wanted to go to study drums and and see the world you know because you get to this point where it's a really cool life um at the time you know it wasn't so unsafe and um when was uh, that what year was that i don't know around between 2000 and 2008 i guess that i was like between 15 and 23 24 um i had a really cool oh, time Chavez. Bloody government yeah it changed everything to hell you know literally it really become really dangerous like i had a bat in my car i've been chased for motorcyclists i'm traumatized about police like i see a police and i'm like mm. <laughs> um it, it was just too much you know and before because i i can't shut up my mouth i will say something or i will react in a probably not good way and, and my mom was like, please go and visit your family in Europe. This is a ticket. Like, you have to see the world. Don't stay here. Because I was like, really having a good life. You know, I had a good job. I lived with my grandparents. Um, I served probably like four times a week. And it was like, good. But I knew I, it was getting to a point that either I was going to have a heart attack or I was going to get shot or mm-hmm. kidnapped. So I left before I turned 25. And I don't know why, oh yeah, I ended up in London because I flipped a coin. I was going to go to Barcelona because I had friends there. And and then I had a friend here, Tony, who's a drummer as well. And he was like, man, London is really cool. Like maybe try here and if it doesn't work, you can go to Barcelona. And I was like, you know what? Cool, because it's a different language. I was uh, going to say, yeah. I don't know. I mean, at the time I just knew one person and, and that was it, you know, and then it was a really challenging thing, you know? And then I thought, well, I'm going to do a sacrifice because I probably cannot surf so often. So I will be more focused on music. And and then after a few years, I realized that if I don't surf often, I die. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me, well, three years kind of like start surfing because at the beginning, I didn't know anyone. I didn't have a board. And then it was too far away. And nah, but now it's perfect. Got my car. Yeah, you car, yeah. yeah. But you, you go to um. Wait, before I go to the surfing, I wanted to ask. Uh, so you, what was your English like when you first came here? Oh, uh, well, in Venezuela, you kind of like have English very like Americanized. Um, in the school, you, also, are, you could speak fluently. Everyone not at home. You just hi, my name is Leah, and that's it. But I had to do the IELTS um to get into uni here. And obviously it's different. Like I guess when someone in Venezuela teach you and it wasn't like how to learn or whatever, it was how to do the 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 test quicker. And I was like, yeah, and so I I had to watch films with like English subtitles or like read loud and you know, make emphasis in the pronunciation because English is very different from the American. And <laughs> it took me a while. I think I was dating someone in English for like a few years and that helped a lot. Okay. So the rest working in prep that really helped a lot because at bars but like you have yeah. to deal with different accents and and that was cool. English accents man I mean even when I came here I grew up speaking English but like there's so many people I couldn't understand here like I was like what the fuck are you saying like, <laughs> and they speak so fast as well like you know if you go to Liverpool if you go to Scotland even East London or wherever like just people <laughs> you know what I mean man <laughs> yeah it took me it took me time and as well I learned 
French, like basic. So I have this mix of languages. Like now that I came back from Portugal and I was like mixing Portuguese with English with, oh man, it's so hard sometimes. You could speak, I, you could speak Portuguese before, no? Well, that's the thing, you know, in my family, my, my grandfather was Portuguese and he always spoke Portuguese to us. Okay. And he always stood half and I was like, wow. Yeah. So I kind of like took the piece and always spoke like Brazilian. They got pissed off because he was like, "Don't speak like that. Speak like Portuguese, you know, because it's different." And yeah. and now it's, I regret it because I didn't learn it like properly, you know. I think I should. It's more Portuguese than Portuguese. I mean, if I go there and I speak, they understand. But I'm always struggling, like so slower, slower. I can't understand. But also, but, I mean, they they under, a lot of them understand Spanish anyway. I know, like a lot of Portuguese people I know speak French or they speak Spanish yeah. as well. So it's like you can kind of empire. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, when you get the nice people that they make an effort to understand you, it's cool. But then you have <laughs> others that won't make an effort and they just repeat the same right and you are like, what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you still, um, well, I mean, now you got your car, you can drive whatever, and you, you skateboard as well, you skating. Yeah, I actually... I mean, I don't do it often because I already broke too many bones. And when I had gigs... You know, I was like, okay, I'm not going to risk it. But um, yesterday, I went for the first time after months. Now I've, I'm in pain, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. Went to Finsbury Park. They have a really cool ball there. So I'm trying to like learn again. Where in um, Finsbury Park? Next to the tennis courts. Oh, on the, on the bottom side, like near yeah. the, the baseball field. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was empty when I arrived. Until you still have your studio. Um, Near Finsbury Park. Are you still sharing with Joel and? Or? Uh, no, it's Michel now. Okay. Michel Castellanos, great drummer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you still have the place? You still go there to practice and stuff? Then? I should go to practice. I went yesterday to uh, put everything back, the drums, because I had it here, and I came back from the trip, so I had to do quarantine, and I was like, maybe I should stay. But then I tried to play here, and it's not the same. Even when we started the lockdown, I tried to do some videos. And I'm always concerned about like neighbors. Neighbors. Never the same. Uh, but yeah, now I'm going to be more serious and go to practice. So what happened to all the bands that you were playing? And obviously now it's lockdown and all that shit, everything. Yeah. Just, I mean, the live music. So many of our friends, your friends. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck now, man? You know? Now that. I think there is a there must be a plan B. I don't think everything will go back to the normal for another year or so, you know. I mean, I've been having, I had two gigs with Collectiva live streaming. And hey, I, I like that band, you know. They fucking sick. Yeah. Oh, shit. That new song that you put out. Wow, man. Good. Yeah, we did wow. that in lockdown. Um, it's really good because there is a mix of lots of influences and, mm. and we are from everywhere. So it's nice. And all um, females as well. Yeah, yeah. Getting um, the girl that's singing and playing keys, is she the one that was at that uh, the, the jam that you invited me to that one time? That was mm. playing keys and stuff. Probably, so yeah. Recognize the, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from Luisa. She's half Colombian, half English. Okay, but now you guys are sick, man. And you've got the horn section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She... I mean, it took time, I guess. Like, they started only like two years ago. And the... The people, you know, they have changed and towards the time when I went 
last year in for a jam session then it was like wow this is really cool and then you know people come in and out i mean the thing about this is like there is a collective and there is always like if someone can when there is another one that can jump in but to organize all that is is hectic especially with so yeah. many and we all play with different bands as well so it's it's a thing you know yeah i'm only it's to be in the same page man and with the same level of commitment so you can work out and i think that's the thing with the rest of the bands that i play with um because i'm not like in the band i'm always like covering someone um or you know they they all have many things at the same time so i guess it's hard to like just focus on one thing but no many bands are like that i mean even the bands i play in now like i just there's only like two or three people that I play with, but only, I mean, they're not gigging like all the time. So like, I can, you know, I can still have a life and if they need to practice or something, I'll go and I'll practice. So like I play with uh, Maurice. Yes. How is that going? Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we like just before lockdown, we played uh, Ronnie Scott in December and then we opened for, um, shit, I can't remember the name. A big band, man. We opened, uh, we played the, the Roundhouse. Wow, amazing. Yeah, on the main stage, man. That was sick. Like, we opened for, uh, what is their name? You know them, man. Like, kind of Afrobeat sound with the girls. The girls all play horns. Um, From Ez, Not Ezra Collective. Oh, fuck, I can't, the name will escape me now. We'll come back to it. Yeah, and then with uh, another band as well, uh, Muti and the Solar Plexus. I mean, that's been like few and far between. Also like a funk style, jazz, um, well, not jazz, funk, hip-hop, rock, a mixture, eclectic kind of thing. You know, like me, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to like commit to anything as well. Yeah. And I, I, dipped for, I dipped for Josh last year for Animans, which was like, yeah, finally yeah. got to play with Animans. Are you still playing with them? No. I mean, I always want they need someone. In team battles, in congas or in drums, they called me. But um, yeah, that was really cool. I mean, unluckily we didn't play together. But last year, I think I got a few kicks with them. What is 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 going? I guess <laughs> they were gonna release something soon. Um, they have like a single tempo out as well. But yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, I need to actually get Eliane to come on the podcast and so I can um, yeah. chat with her, man. She's also another she's amazing... For sure, she'll have time. Yeah, she's another amazing musician as well. So uh, the lockdown has been... But I mean, I think that's the thing for me and you. I mean, like for me, I've always made sure I, I have other work other than just playing music, you know, because yeah. like you said, in London, you can make a living being a musician. If you're going to do like covers and as well as, you know, yeah. and even still now with lockdown, it's like now what, you know? Now what, exactly. I used to get lots of like books to play in parties, like private parties with DJs playing bongos with sticks. <laughs> it's incredible how sometimes playing, you know, this commercial music pays better than original music and it's sad as well. Yeah. You can make, I mean, I have friends, they have their career just going abroad gigs and yeah it's a cool thing but at the same time is it like truly for the soul you know so then i kind of like prior to get my full-time job and be able to choose what i really want to play because it's giving me something either because i'm enjoying the people that i'm playing with or it's paying very well or i'm learning something you know and it's pushing me to to be better in certain 
you know, style or whatever. So I don't know. At this point, I'm in like in between in the line, like, well, now I want to really filter what I want to play before saying yes to whatever, you know. If yeah. I don't feel like fulfilled with it, I'm not going to play. For me, it needs to be about the groove or like the connection, especially that you have with the musicians. Yeah, man. Yeah, they it's important. Yeah. Because, you know, how frustrating that can be, like being in a band and then like you have to go and like, you know, band stuff is always long. You go for sound check, you're fucking waiting all day. Yeah. You have to and spend time with these people. If you don't like them or you don't get along with them, it's like, oh, fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's horrible. I know, you know. And especially in this industry, there are so many egocentrics that oh, I'm done with it. You know, I'm done with the ego of the people and, and the competition as well. Like at some point with social media, I, I even got like with anxiety and shit because I was like, man, sometimes I edit really cool videos and I don't get as many likes as if I post a picture of my ass naked, you know, and that's <laughs> sad. but at the same time, it's like, I, I don't care anymore. You know, after, yeah. actually, after this trip, I realized that, you know, I'm just going to post shit that, that I like, you know, just for me, but not because I care about whatever, that you have to have so many followers to get booked or to get endorsed or whatever. Like, you know, it's just, yeah. But I mean, that's, that's the nature of the beast now, isn't it? Like you have to kind of sell your ass if you want to like, make serious money but if you're in a position where you can make money other ways then when it comes to the music you like you say you can choose what you want to do yeah. instead of like yeah instead of selling your soul you know what i mean oh. exactly shut exactly. your ears lot is that your hair my ear your hair your hair it's long my man hair. Oh, yeah. i shave here as well <laughs> oh wow i never um, heard that before Aliyah, you're lady now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, bro. <laughs> Are you a lady or no? <laughs> I'm a lady. I want to be a princess lady. <laughs> be a princess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this is the first time that I had the hair so long. Like, yeah. Me with short hair. Like, I always had mohos. I shaved it myself, dyed it with all colors. But now it's like hippie surfer. <laughs> but it's true. Like, um, you were saying about the, the lockdown, like, it's really changed a lot of people perception and like well, how has it been for you like i mean how you, i mean do you have people with you or are you alone like or? Oh, no, i have a flatmate um we've been you know furloughed working from home things like that like i'm talking to you and i have the other window here checking all the stuff that i have to do now um i mean for me to be honest you lucky to be followed though you know like because i mean yeah. as a musician you know? exactly no that really saved me because otherwise i don't know I'll be I'll be long gone from England, I guess. Like it's impossible to pay the rent without, uh, you know, like a job that allows you that. Like in terms of gigs and stuff, it was never, you know, for me at least, it was never enough. Like and as well, it depends of where you live. Like because I know friends, they are full time musicians, but they live bloody far away and or like in warehouse with fifteen people. And you know, I'm thirty five. Like I'm yeah. done. With, I want to have a good life. You need to have your own space. You need to have, be able to your own yeah. car, do things. I mean, my friends as well, living in the in warehouses and stuff. And it's cool. But, yeah, I mean... I it know. depends on the quality of life that you want to give to yourself, I guess, you know, so... Now, that's why I say you're always, you're my sister from another mother, man. It's all like, we're very so similar in that, you know, even in the way we grew up and places we come from and stuff. Yeah. But like, as this says, the... Um, has the lockdown made you more? Have you have you been? Are you spiritual or like? Do you, has it made you a bit more? Yeah, I'm like super spiritual since since I'm free. 
probably like four years ago that I kind of like committed to be with myself for a while and like, you know, just realizing about things that I didn't before. And I completely, I think I forgot about myself before in relationships and like the style of life. And now it's like, it's crazy. But I kind of like fall in love with surfing because it really connects me with my mind, you know, and like just being there, sitting, waiting for a wave on my own, like without nature. people talking to me. It's nature is another kind of thing. And, and yeah, definitely. Man. This, that's like a, it's like a religion almost, you know, like, I mean, that's like, being with God, being one with the universe, like like you say, you're sitting there, you're in the middle of the ocean, or in the ocean, you're waiting for a wave to come. Yeah, and you're not just because I think I'm so hyper. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's too much. My mom told me recently, like, oh, I didn't give you pills when you were a child because you know that was not common before. And I was like, yeah, sure, be fine. Just go for a run. And like today, I almost did 10k. I was like, even though I have to be in quarantine, I cannot keep steady. You know, I need to like doing something um but yeah this is what i wanted this time off you know unfortunately with a disease or whatever is happening that kind of like stop everything but i really wanted time to to stop and like sleep eight hours i didn't sleep barely five before like it was crazy and i don't know if i could go back to how i was living before this made me realize like you know i like my time to go running to go cycling like to do stuff for me, you know, to read a book or like just do things for me instead of doing things for the rest of the world. So, it's so been doing really, it? I'm like so happy. I mean, yeah, you I seem think, a bit calmer than usual. I mean, I know you're hyperactive, yeah. but you do seem a little bit calmer. <laughs> yeah, time, the time. I mean, I well, in the last few months, I've been surfing, I don't know, two, three times per month. Like I travel to my friend's house or I even camp a lot. I went camping on my own, like, so cool. Then I lost the key of my car and I had to come back on the train. Oh, shit. Go back. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's full of adventures. and Yeah, that's uh, good, man. Yeah, it's been awesome, to be honest. So I mean, where do you usually go surfing, like, on yeah. inside or... Uh, uh, well, I have uh, a Yuki. One of my best mates, he lives in Bournemouth. And so we go there and around there, there are really cool surfs. Uh, spots that if it's working it's cool otherwise we go to Croyd Ula Cambi um, New E yeah, yeah yeah so now I'm meeting more people around there so I'm trying like to go more often but the West Coast basically it's really great really about like maybe um, living in Bristol or something I thought about it you know I really thought about it Bournemouth Bristol New Key, but then it's too far but then now I'm thinking well for now there are no gigs but the thing with work that if they if I had to go to work like I had to go last month for like three days, it's twenty minutes from where I live now, which is central London basically. Yeah, yeah. And I really love Hampstead Heath as well. So kind of like reminds me of the mountain uh, Lawila in Venezuela. So I'm like every day just going to the little mountain there for you're a job. Still, you're still living in the same place. Like, uh, yeah, and Tottenham Park. Yeah, don't give people your address. They're gonna come and uh, they're gonna come yeah, find you. Oh yeah, please. <laughs> coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's been it's been really good. Like in this area, it's really really nice. Yeah, you're close to everything there, man. That's like it's really close to London as well. To yeah. and everything. And the studio as well, and like have lots of friends living around here now, so it's cool. What's the name of this guy? Is it a politician? Ed Miliband. Ed Miliband, yeah. He lives around here. Like I see him all the time. 
It's so bizarre. Yeah, there are a bunch of people that it's around. Oh, hopefully you're not going to start um, fuck them. Hello, oh, hello. It's, it's politics now, Leah. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Enough of politics in my country to care about the rest. Oh, man. So what is it? Why? I mean, like, you obviously in touch. Your, your mom is, is your mom there or is she? Um, is no, she... my mom, she's living in Panama with my grandma. It's been a few years now, probably like three, four years. I'm not sure. They are all right. Luckily, um, they kind of like have, um, they can go out for a walk now. Because I think before they had to like girls or women, they will go out on Tuesday and Thursday and men will go out like Monday, Wednesday and Friday, things like that. It was a weird um, measure there. But yeah, they are really good. And in Venezuela, I got my dad, my uncle, my grandfather. Um, they are all right. You know, just holding on. Yeah, I mean, well, well, lockdown must have been a bad day, man. Like, fuck, you it, know? it is. It is. They are still in lockdown. It is. It is insane. To be honest, I don't know. I'm. I'm I really admire the people that keeps, you know, doing everything possible to like have a life there because it's so hard and everything. I mean, I went back in October, November last year for like ten days after six years without going there. And it was shocking. In a way, I really miss it a lot. So I really like wanted to hug everyone in the street. I, I love it. But it's hard to, you know, just go to the supermarket, see the prices. Like they earn less than a dollar of like minimum salary per month. And, and you get like X for I don't know how many dollars now. And everything increases so quick. So it's like that you have to queue more than 20 hours to get petrol or, you know, you don't have what, like, if I wanted to take a shower, I had to wake up every day, I don't know, between 6 and 6.30. You got, like, 30 minutes of water, and then they cut in and electricity problems, internet so slow. It's, like, everything so, so high. South Africa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like, South Africa, if you if you have money and if you, like, you can be okay, you know what I mean? But everyone, yeah. it's, it's almost similar, you know, with the crime, with the... Electricity cutting out, they have these load shedding cutting out, the corruption, the politics. I think the crime and the kidnapping went down because literally everyone left. Like, there is no, like, what can you steal? There's nothing to steal, you know, it's it's not. But, yeah, hopefully it will change one day, who knows. Oh, man, but Leah, it's been, um, been so nice to talk to you today, man. I haven't seen you in ages. Well, we'll have to jam or something at some point. Yeah, maybe it's going to be online jam. <laughs> yeah. Have you been okay. doing these Zoom online jams? They're weird, man. Oh, how do you do with the latency? Yeah, you can't. That's the thing. So, <laughs> I like, I've, I've been playing in this um, virtual acoustic poetry band. Okay. But like, it's like, I'll play guitar or I'll play bass, but then it will be like a flute player. So there'll be no percussion or drums to keep the timing. All right. <laughs> There's like a delay, but then because it's poetry and spoken word, it kind mm-hmm. of works in a way, you know what I mean? So right. the sound like filters in and out and then cuts it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, imagine. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, oh, I think I have prepared like to record some stuff and upload some videos because I have the time now. Busy. Kids, man. You know, kids and wife and family. Yeah, you have three, man. Amazing. Yeah. Some of us can't go uh, um, surfing every weekend and stuff like that, you know. Well, I mean, you could. You could, you know, wrap them all in tape. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we went to 
uh, past Bristol like a few weeks ago with all of them. It was nice, but it's hectic when you're traveling with three kids, man. Yeah. I'm going to go when we're planning to go like Wulakum next year. So I want to try and surf again because I went a few times. I managed to stand up. You know, I've always wanted to be a surfer, but I never, I mean, I just never ever had the opportunity. Like I come from a city, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. Well, me too. There is no excuse if you really want to. Ha. No, but Venezuela, you had a beach in the city, you know? No, you have to drive like 40 minutes because basically... 40 like minutes, that's not bad. In, exactly. the, in Johannesburg, the nearest beach is like five hours. Yeah, it's a long drive. Oh, look, here is five hours as well. When you go to Bulacombe, let me know. And, and yeah, can... no, that'll be next next year in probably August or September or something with the family. Cool. Yeah. yeah, probably be on like a, one of those um, foam boards. Just that yeah, <laughs> I actually want to get one of those, you know, like this is the last one I got and it's really cool. But when there are like really flat waves with the proper longboard, I want to learn more into that style. So elegant, you know, like the figures and stuff. Uh, like uh, Hawaiian style. Yeah, like walk and come back and... <laughs> You didn't say, you didn't say, um, like, are you spiritual? Like, or is just surfing your spirituality? Is that your thing? Do you believe in know. God? Do you believe in any religion or anything? I believe in the universe. I don't know how to put it up. But numerology, astrology, the planets, whatever, you know, everything. I mean, I was raised Catholic. Yeah, there is some energy and something out. I'm not like, you know, um, what's the word? Super strict with like religion. Yeah. First, you've been, did you do, you've been doing yoga and stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah, Strala yoga, so good. Um, it's good for surfing as well, I think. Uh, because my cousin, she's a yoga instructor and she introduced me to this new style, Strala. Strala, yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's so good. Founded by this um, woman, amazing Tara Styles. I think she's from America. Um, probably from America. But she came to London and we went to one of her classes and it was so amazing because it feels like a chanting and you have to be like focused on being in the position all the strict and I hate that because I really, you know, I broke this wrist and I'm always like in pain. So this is kind of like a mix with Tai Chi and like breathing and stuff, how you will reach the position, you know, instead of like forcing you to do something. So it's very like free and open so yeah you must send me some links uh, I'll have a look into it and check uh, it yeah definitely super so yeah but no Leah thank you so much for coming on today it's been honestly a pleasure to see you and to talk to you again yeah. is there anything you want to leave us with or any final thoughts you want to say or oh wash your hands my darling <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll get to see each other very soon and like keep an eye out for Live gigs. And yeah, stuff. tell me about that. If that gig happens, I'll definitely come, man, because I want to do some shit. I want to go out as well. <laughs> I want to do shit too. I, I think actually this Saturday there is a jam session is uh, in Green Park. I'll send you the, the details. Yeah, I think I'm, I need to get out. I mean, there's a jam. My friend does a jam in Dalston as well every Thursday by, yeah. by invite only. He's also he's a sick drummer, so I'll let you know about that as well. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all styles welcome as well. Like, um, yeah called the fish tank or something but yeah he sends out invites and you have to register to go because obviously they limited people and stuff so maybe yeah i'm so broke for it
Okay, cool, man. Yo, this has been uh, the Other Side of the Sun podcast. This is Solar Kid with Leah. Thank you so much. Peace. We out. Peace.